0: In your Bible, this morning, to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, if you would please, I want to talk to you about relationships that are worthy of Him. I don't know if you know it or not, but every day you are involved in relationships of some kind. Today I want to talk to you about relationships in the church okay, in the church. Now, I know you're looking for a perfect church. You found it. The only thing consistent about us is our inconsistencies. We get mad, and then we get glad. A lot of times in the same suit, we got mad in. We're not perfect, we're forgiven. So if you're looking for a perfect church, you have not found it. And when you find it, don't join it because you'll earn it. <laughs> Amen. In the book of Colossians, I'm going to read this for you, but I'm, reading out of, I'm going to preach out of the book of 1 Corinthians but in Colossians, just to introduce you to the text and to the sermon today, uh, I watched them kids preach yesterday, and one of them preached with his hands in his pocket, just stiff as he could be, and he just read his notes, you know. And and uh, I watched the dads just trying to get the boys to get their hands out of the pocket. Jackson started preaching. And uh, his daddy wore his beard out trying to, the most nervous people in the room were the moms and dads of the kids that were participating. Now last week I went and watched some of our kids play basketball. And uh, I'm telling you, I'm about to have a nervous breakdown, keeping up with all these activities our kids have. Let me read for you in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 12. I want you to see this in your Bible, okay? I'm going to talk about relationships in the church. Relationships in the church. Verse 12 of Colossians chapter 1, the Bible says, Giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. Watch this now. For by him, Jesus Christ, were all things created, "...that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him." Kind of sums it up, doesn't it? "...and he is before all things." And by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the head of the body, the church. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Please allow me to begin reading in verse number 12. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12. Relationships in the church. For as the body is one. Now Colossians already has settled what the body is. The body is the church. Christ is the head of the body, the church. The church is the body of Christ. Verse 12, 1 Corinthians. For as the body is one and hath many members, I want you to think about that a minute. This is a body but it has many members. You are one of those members. You relate to other members in that one body. Members determine the health of the body. Don't look at me and blame me for your problem. Well, it's a preacher's fault, the church is like it is. No, it's the member's fault. As the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body, Saul also is Christ. Now look up here. I want to give you a real lesson in anatomy. These are fingers. This is an ear. This is a nose. All of those members constitute a body. Members... Determine the health, the success, the illness, the depression of the body. My fingers are related to my arm. They are related by connection. Have you ever had a toothache about four o'clock in the morning? And that toothache, you wasn't even aware that you had a tooth there until it started what? Affecting the rest of the body. And at about four o'clock, that tooth began to boom, boom. Well, what we ought to do is just forget the tooth. Are you listening? You might say, what's wrong with the church? You. Or what's wrong with the church? You might say, what's right with the church? You. Or what's right? with the church. Relationships. I do believe everybody went to sleep or I do have your attention. (laughs) Now all of my body does not see. But for me to say that I do not need my eyes is absolutely unwise. Somebody said a long time ago that we don't need our appendix so doctors just started taking them out. Well, I'm not the one that put them in. And I'm not in origination. I am just in management. So I still got mine. And somebody said we don't need our tonsils. I guess some Ph.D., Decided we don't need tonsils. But the guy who put the body together must have thought they served a purpose. Well, I'm not very important to the church. I can't sing. I can't play the piano. I can't, I can't, I can't. You know, I've never come to church and let you see my toenail. Now, if you'd like to see it, you not have to have a private, 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 private meeting with me. I was preaching one night up in Ohio, I guess it was, and I got carried away and I was preaching on the body. And I said, these are fingers. And I grabbed my boot and jerked my boot off and stuck my foot up and said, these are toes. And one of them was sticking straight out of my sock. And I said, that used to be a sock. Do you know that I think it was Shaq, the great Hall of Famer, who had trouble with his big toe. Can you imagine a guy that big and that strong, but that big toe put him on the bench? See, there is no members in your body that's not important. And every member in your body is attached and relates to other members in your body. Now, some may not seem so important. Some may be even feeble, if you please. Some you cannot reveal. And some you don't need to reveal. And some of you ladies reveal things that, well, let's go on, please. Let's read on now. Relationships in the body. The Bible says, "For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we Jew, Greek, or Gentiles; whether we bond or free, and been made to drink of one Spirit." For the body is not one member, but many. Do you see that? Now, what's the body? The church, the Lord Jesus, the local church. If the foot shall say, Because I am not of the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, Because I am not of the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where <laughs> were the hearing be? If the whole was hearing, where with smell smelling? Now notice, but God now hath set the members, every one of them, in the body as it has pleased him. Now, who made the body? Who designed the body? I, you've heard my silly, silly illustration. If I'd have been God, I'd have put a tail on all of us. Now they say, now the evolutionists say that that little knot at the bottom of your spine there is where the tail used to be. Now you do know that. But I honestly think that a tail would come in handy. For instance, have you ever seen a woman come out of the Walmart? She's got shopping bags everywhere. And she gets to the door and she tries to open the door with her nose and everything else. Wouldn't it be nice if she had a tail and swing around and just open the door? (laughs) Who put the body together? I said, who put the body together? Yeah, he sure did. He's talking about the body of the church, too. Who put you in here? then you ought let him move you. And if he puts you in here, you must be here to serve some purpose. Eyes see, nose smell, ears hear, fingers get mashed. Let's read on. Some of you acting like you're not liking this. And I ain't even started yet. You really won't like it when we get through this. Verse 19, and if we were all one member, where were the body? But now are they many members, yet one body. The eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you, nay, much more. Those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are, what's the next word? All members are important. All members are necessary. The little ones, the big ones, the smart ones, the ones like me, the broke ones, the rich ones, they're all necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, Upon these we bestow more abundant honor, and our comely parts have more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacketh. That there should be no schisms in the body. You understand that? And that the members should have the same care one for another. Have you ever been playing golf and somebody says for ever your hands, which is feeble, protects that which is necessary. I was bear hunting years ago with a switch. And we had treed a huge bear. Actually, the bear only weighed about 300 pounds. But every time I tell it, the bear gains 50 pounds. So now the bear weighs somewhere around two tons. And he's on the top of a redwood tree. I mean, the very top of that tree. We get to the tree. And uh, we're not supposed to be shooting the bear. It's training season for our dogs. But the fella who I was with—now I was on an evangelistic tour—and <laughs> uh, he had already drank a pint of paiso red wine, and he was drunk and sunk. Had a twenty-two rifle, and he started shooting up in that tree. And I thought he was shooting around the bear to scare the bear, so the bear would come down but he wasn't shooting at the limbs. He had shot the bear about 14 times in the backside. Well, the bear reached over and started biting limbs off and spitting them down the tree at us. After a while, the bear decided it would be safer on the ground than it would be in that tree with that idiot shooting at him. So he commenced to come down the tree. And when a bear goes up a tree, he ooches. When he comes down a tree, he oocheth not. He just straightens out and comes down bringing limbs, bark, and bear and everything. And this bear comes down the tree. He is much, mucho mad. And he's coming down a roaring and a growling and a and dogs started barking. And he started slinging dogs all over that mountain. And I looked down at these two legs and said, it is is time. One of them was a Baptist and he said, not yet. We need to vote whether it's time to leave or not. Are you listening to me? Listen to me. It was time to leave. And every member in my body shut down, and all the adrenaline that I could muster up went to those two legs, and we left that place immediately. (laughs) Do you understand? All members are necessary to protect, to provide, to bless to encourage, to uplift. Can you understand today how important relationships are in the local New Testament church? You are important and attached to somebody that needs you because God put you in here. But of course now, some of you are smarter than God. Because you'll determine and tell God when you're going to show up. Disease members. Do you know what they call (coughs) renegade cells in the human body? Cancer. Cancer is nothing more than rebellious cells. That does not want to do what cells were created to do. And the reason cancer is so deadly is because the other cells will not fight the body cells. Are you a cancer? Got quiet that trip, didn't he? The question is what kind of member? What kind of relations are I, am I establishing? The Bible goes on to say. And whether one member suffer, verse 26, all members suffer with it. Or if one member be honored, all members rejoice with it. Now, ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. I'd like to put some meaning in church membership. Now, everybody can't sing like Sean. I'm still trying to figure out what I can do, honest. Now, Sean can't give like some of you can. Many of you cannot preach like Andrew can. But if it wasn't for you folks who are able to give, that God has made an instrument in this church, a member, a significant member. Somebody said, well, I don't see old so-and-so. No, you don't see everything. You don't see what my heart's doing. You don't see what my kidneys. Isn't it good that God give us some spare members every once in a while? You know, God gave you two kidneys. You don't need two kidneys. Y'all just get rid of one of them. I got rid of one of mine at age 16, and it's still kicking right now. Ain't God good to be so graceful to give you two instead of one, knowing that one was going to pump out and the other one keep pumping for 77 years? Ain't God good? What if you're one of those members sitting on a pew that God's wanting to use, and all of a sudden you get sidetracked, and God uses that other one instead? Who's the loser? You know why I'm not resigning? I don't like to work. (laughs) And to beg, I'm ashamed. What I'd like to leave with you today, and I'm not going to get to it. I'm just about done and ain't said one word that's profitable. You and I have a most unusual relationship with our wonderful Lord. It is a divine relationship, it is a spiritual relationship, and it is the most needful relationship. There's many kinds of relationships that we could mention. There's the father and the son relationship. And it's a special relationship between a father and a son. The Bible said, to as many as receive him, to them gave He the power to become the sons of God. I want you to know something today. If you've been saved, you are an adopted, blood-bought, birthed son of Almighty God. You're his and, and he's mine. There is mentioned in the word of God a sheep and a shepherd relationship. And I'm glad today that I, as a child of God, has a shepherd and sheep relationship. He's my shepherd, I'm his sheep. The Bible talks about him being the chief shepherd, a crucified shepherd, a caring shepherd, a common shepherd, and thank God he's the church's shepherd. Aren't you glad of that? And you know what a shepherd did? A shepherd had a hook and a shepherd had a, had a staff. You know that, don't you? And then once in a while, the little old sheep would get out out of of out quack and rebellion. He'd just reach over and grab him by the neck with that hook shaft and jerk him back into place. Have you ever been jerked? Or do you always live like a jerk? And never once in a while, hey, shepherd had a a staff that he cared about. Do you know what he did with that staff? Sheep are always trying to get out of the fence. Sheep are always trying to get out of the fold. Sheep are always trying to do their own thing. And do you know that sometime it made it necessary that the shepherd would take that staff and whack that sheep on the hind leg and break his leg to keep him in the fold? Well, what kind of God would... Put me flat on my back to let me think about really who's in charge after all. A God of mercy and grace and love. That's the kind of God would do that for you. Or what kind of God would give my kid a snotty nose just to get my attention? A God that loves you. That's the kind of God to do that. A shepherd kind of God. A father kind of God. A relationship mentioned in the Bible. Vine and the branch relationship. You remember that one? Vine and, relation, and and branch. Without the vine, the branch is what? Fruitless. Ye are the branches, Jesus said, and I am the vine. And without me, you remember what he said? Ye can do Nothing. A soldier and a captain relationship. There before they charged the city of Jericho, Joshua was overlooking the scene, these huge, gigantic walls. Suddenly, somebody walked up behind him, and Joshua turned around. And said, here are you. And he said, I'm the captain of the Lord's host. It was Jesus. A soldier and a captain relationship. I'm a soldier. He's the captain. He's your boss. He's here to help you. A relationship we're talking about now. And now we're talking about also a, a bride and a bridegroom relationship. The Song of Solomon. Is a beautiful book. You need to read it sometime. And uh, it says that we belong to him and he belongs to us. I tell you, I don't know what I'd do without my wife. What a wonderful, wonderful, encouraging person she's been over these 30-some years here at this church. She's worked with me for 30 years and we've only had one argument and it's lasted 30 years. (laughs) You say, I wouldn't work with my wife for 30 years. You would if my wife was your wife. (laughs) What a relationship to be able to work in the same office. Now, it's embarrassing when I have some lady in my office. I'm counseling her and I look down at my bathroom door and I see my wife's nose underneath the door. (laughs) But that's okay. That's all right. What a wonderful relationship, a husband and a wife, a bride and a bridegroom, the Lord Jesus and his church. What a wonderful relationship. And then... There's another relationship mentioned in the Bible, and it's the church and the member relationship. Look at verse 27 of 1 Corinthians 12. Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. See that? You're just not any member. You're a particular, member, Placed in a particular place for a particular purpose to accomplish a particular end that would glorify and honor and exalt our Lord Jesus as the head of the body. Whatever you do, if you're a finger, Learn to be a good finger. If you're an eye, be cautious and alert to what's going on. Or listen to me if you would please. You are a member placed in this place for a particular reason. Now that's the introduction, so I'm going to have to quit. I told that baby to cry when it was 12. (laughs) But now I want, you to, I want you to think about this just a minute. I'm, I'm not going to finish. Honest, I just introduction. But I want you to think about this. You don't join a body. You're birthed into a body. This is not... An organization. The church is not an organization, it's an organism. It is a body made up of living members, living, breathing, feeling, hurting, rejoicing, members. And please don't miss this. There must be a relationship before there is membership. Don't miss that. No relationship, no membership. You say, but I got my name on the roll down Joshua Baptist. That don't mean one thing. You better have it Written in the book of life, it better be found when they start looking in the book for your name. It might ought to be there before you show up at the pearly gates, and there must be a relationship before there is membership. Could I help you, please? It is a blood relationship. I read for you in Colossians 1.14. In whom we have redemption through, remember the rest of it? His blood. The songwriter put it this way. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the water in the tub. No. No. Nothing but the blood. Amen. What can make me hold again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is that flow that makes me white as snow. You can't get in any other way except through the blood. Amen. Amen. Not only is it a birth, blood relationship, it is a birth relationship. Nicodemus was told by Jesus, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. Got that? You got that? Relationship must precede membership. Now I close. Acts 2, verse 41. Acts 2, verse 41. You got it? And they that gladly received his word, born again, redeemed through the blood of Jesus Christ, and they that gladly received Received his word, were baptized. Is that what it said? And they were added under the number 3,000. Here it is. You get into the body through the blood by birth through the door of baptism and they that gladly received his word were baptized and the same day they were added under the number 3000 relationship always precedes membership the only way into the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is salvation and baptism. That's it. You say, what if I'm not baptized? Well, you're going to be awful embarrassed you get to heaven. You say, why? Do you realize that Jesus Christ spent 33 and a half years on this earth and never committed one sin? Not one. At age 30, he went into the water of the Jordan River and John the Baptist baptized him. Can you remember anything that happened that was unusual? The dove descended and a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved son. Know the rest of it? In whom I'm well pleased. Will he ever say that about a disobedient child of God? What if you're saved and you die and walk into the streets of gold and go into heaven and the first thing he says, why wasn't you baptized? You say he wouldn't. You know why Jesus was baptized? To fulfill all righteousness. It's not important. It's the door to the local church. It's the first command that God commended after a child of God to be saved. If he said it, it's important. And you cannot be a member if your relationship is wrong. Relationship always precedes membership. Well, that's about one-fourth of what I was going to say, but it's probably two-fourths more than I ought to have said. Next week, we'll talk about relationships in the church. (laughs) But we sure didn't get to it today, did we? Mm-hmm. Please don't miss the fact, nay, much more of those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are Necessary. If a member begins to hurt, we all ought to be aware of their pain. If a member rejoices, we ought to be aware of their rejoicing. I think we all rejoice when members rejoice and hurt when other members hurt. I think probably and I've been doing this just a short time now and I have preached all over this country been asked to preach all over the world but I never could understand why they would want me to preach when I didn't speak the language when others speak the language could preach the same word so I just stayed home and didn't waste the money but I believe We've got the best church I've ever been in in my life. In 30 years, not one descending vote about anything. Not, not one, not one, not one vote nay for anything. From nothing to what you see, we are probably in the most cooperative Christ, honoring spirit church that I've ever been in my life. For 12 years, I preached all over this country. In big churches, little churches. In little churches, I made big. In big churches, I made little. All over the country. All over the country. First four years, I preached 200 revivals. Now, you just figure out how many weeks I stayed home and fluffed off. I've slept in everything you can imagine. I've seen them take dogs out of the bed and say, now preacher, this is where you're sleeping this week. And I slept there. And I did it because I was honored to be there. I've eaten things that you wouldn't even think that a human being could digest and live. But I do believe. Of all the churches I've ever been in my my life, this one, not because of me, but because of you, is the best one I've ever been in. It's good because of what you make it. Now this week I'm going in for surgery, brain surgery. They uh, said there was a great void fixed. You'll get that after a while. But the older I get, the more I realize how important each and every member is. I'm reminded as each member begins to ache, I think it's crying out for preeminence. Uh, whether it's my feet hurting, my legs hurting, my hands hurting, or feelings falling out of my teeth. But they wasn't supposed to be there anyhow. I've discovered just how important, how important every member really is. You say, but I'm not on the stage. A lot of my members are not, out for public viewing but I sure need them and for this body to be what it needs to be God knew just where every member would be and what every member should do and don't forget every member is necessary little Jackson may not seem to be as important as some of us but he is important as any of us because God put him here you are important and your relationship to each other is important and all of God's people said To dismember is to hurt the body. To dismember is to deform the body. For you to exclude yourself from the body is a terrible, terrible wrong that God don't look at light. Show up, step up, be what God wants you to be to this body. Don't handicap this body.